Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This morning, Jesus is met by ten lepers. In the ancient world, a leper was always required to social distance at all times and to cover his face with a cloth and yell a warning to all who came close, saying, unclean, unclean. So our connection here with this gospel is rather obvious, and be stupid to ignore it. And the sad truth is that for nearly a couple years, to some degree or another, we've treated other people as lepers, and we ourselves have been treated as lepers. Most alarming about the ongoing mask debate is the absence of any real substantial conversation about the social costs and spiritual costs of masks. Sure, we all know the slogans, we hear the messages constantly on the radio and the TV, plastered on billboards and the sides of the road and the sides of buses. We know them all. But what does the face mean? In the intro at this morning, the choir sang these words, Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. Is not the face a window into our very souls? And in turn, do they not reflect the very face of God who has given himself to us? Are we not ourselves made and redeemed to behold the beatific vision and to behold God face to face in the splendor of paradise? This last year, Christina, my wife, she had to take the the little baby to a doctor's appointment of some type. And it was the first time that Christina was forced to wear a mask in some sort of way. And so when the baby saw her, or more accurately didn't see her, well, the baby lost it. And only an unveiled face and a mother's smile could stop the tears and bring comfort and calm to a troubled heart. There is something very deep, I think, and profound to consider here. The face is a portal to the soul of man. The face discloses love, friendship, and Christ himself. And in the church, and in any human community worth living in, bodies must draw near, and human faces are shown. So no matter where you stand, whether in the workplace or wherever you are, let's not get too comfortable with it all. Let's not get too used to it. Let's not pretend there's no significant cost or impoverishment in regards to our human relations with one another. Because there is. And so may God strengthen us all. May he strengthen our faith through everything, through all of this. That our faces may be set like flint in the face of every adversity. Remembering always Christ our Lord, who patiently endured every affliction with a cheerful heart, with trust, 
and with patience. And we must do the same. So back to those lepers. In our gospel this morning, in a way, they actually broke protocol. And at the presence of Jesus, rather than stepping back and yelling, unclean, unclean, they stepped forward. And they prayed a beautiful prayer. Kyrie eleison. You know that prayer. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. You pray it at each and every divine service. You know, right after that little prayer that any leper would find very familiar, I confess that I am sinful and unclean. You see, dear friends, those ten lepers, they remind us of the Ten Commandments, which we have not kept. And those Ten Commandments, they remind us of those things that we have thought and done which have made us leprous with sins, separated us from God, and alienated us from one another. St. Paul, in our epistle this morning, he warned you of the works of the flesh which render you unclean, unworthy, and unfit to come into the presence of God. Sexual immorality, impurity, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, envy, and drunkenness. So be honest. You've fallen into them all. And the apostle, he warns you in Holy Scripture that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And because of that, this morning when we come into the presence of Christ, he should distance himself far from us. He should take a giant step back from us and he should say, unclean, unclean. But he doesn't. Instead, he steps forward and he places his cleansing words upon the lips of his called pastors who proclaim his mercy saying, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you just how he did it. Jesus drew near to sinners. He draws near to you too, each and every one of us. And he does it to become infected with everything that makes you unclean and unfit to stand in the presence of God. Jesus, for your sake, became the leper, hated, despised, and an outcast. And when he's dying on the cross for all of your leprous sins, the Father does to him what he should have done to you, turn his face away from you. But that he just won't do. Because when God's Son rose from the dead, He gave you just what you needed most. God's friendship and smiling approval. And when God's Son rose from the dead, He rendered you fit and worthy to enter the courts of the Lord, to come in the presence of God, and showed you just what your future too shall be to one day stand up in the resurrection with unveiled face and incorruptible flesh and to behold the glory of the Lord 
and thanking and praising him for all that he has done for you. Of the ten lepers who were miraculously healed, only one thought to turn back and give thanks to God for this gift and unfathomable mercy. All ten were sent to the temple to show themselves to the priests. But only the Samaritan, only one, understood what the words of Jesus truly meant. For the temple, the place of sacrifice and cleansing and worship, had shifted radically from the temple in Jerusalem to the body of Jesus, now God in flesh. That's where the Samaritan directed all of his worship and all of his praise to the Holy Son of God. Let us learn from that leper's example and keep coming back to Jesus for cleansing day after day week after week, and for our whole lives and into eternity. Always eager to hear the words of God's ministers and the heavenly benediction that they bring. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.